You're listening to Boss Tone Radio. Presented by BossUS.com. This is edition 10 of Boss Tone Radio. I'm Paul Hansen. Today, on the line, we have the great jazz-slash-blues guitar player Scott Henderson. Scott started out as a sideman for Chick Corea, John Lupani, other top bands. After that, he formed his legendary jazz fusion band Tribal Tech, and they released nine albums. More recently, Scott started his own band. Uh, and his focus is now more on the blues, but there's definitely jazz and rock mixed in. Scott has been voted at one time or another best jazz fusion guitarist by most of the guitar magazines, and you can check his website out at scotthenderson.net. Before we talk to him, here's some excerpts from his Well to the Bone album. Uh, three tunes, Well to the Bone, Sultan's Boogie, and Lola Fay. Here is Scott Henderson. Hey, Scott, could you hear that? Yeah. Hope you don't mind my editing together those no, those little not. excerpts like that. Sure. Cool. So you're heading out on the road tomorrow? Yeah, going for our usual uh, summer Europe tour. Mm, you're definitely pretty big over there, right? I don't know about that. Bigger <laughs> than here. <laughs> sure. So John Humphrey's in the band? Yeah, Humphrey, and we got a drummer named Alan Hurt, who also plays in that band, uh, Garage Mahal. Oh, cool. Do you guys do vocal tunes as well? Or oh, it... actually, we're instrumental now. Um, mm -hmm. The album that I'm working on writing for now will be all instrumental, so it's just going to be instrumental guitar trio. Oh, cool. Which will be fun, yeah. Do you do some clinics, too? Sometimes when I'm over there, I end up doing workshops, mm -hmm. um, depending on how much time we have. Mm -hmm. You know, on a longer tour, I'm used to doing quite a few of them, you know, sometimes mm. as many as seven or eight workshops on a tour. Uh -huh. This time, there's only, we're only out for two and a half weeks, so there's only one workshop on this tour. That's nice, so it's not too crazy. Hey, do you, do you fly your amp and all your pedals and all your gear to Europe? Yeah, I just take it as extra luggage. I got a new amp made, which is mm -hmm. basically a clone of a 68 Plexi Marshall. Huh. It's really light because it's got an aluminum frame. 
Aluminum. Because uh, no, I had some problems before getting stuff on the plane because they've got this thing now where it's, if it's over 70 pounds, you can't even bring it. Even if you want to pay extra for it, they won't even let you take it because the union thing about the lifting. The joy of air travel. <laughs> I almost had to leave my amp in Puerto Rico last time. Oh, I no. was playing a custom audio OD100, and those things are pretty heavy. So it's an aluminum frame. What does that sound like? Oh, I don't notice any difference in the sound. Really? Um, I put it on the amp switcher with my with my Marshall, and I, I can't hear the difference. Interesting. It's a pretty cool amp. Whoa. The, the main thing about amps is the transformer. So if you can clone the transformer, then you've, you've pretty much done it. The rest of it is just, you know, building it nicely and putting the parts in the same place as they go. And, you know, John Sir is a genius when it comes to building amps. Right. But the main thing, you know, he'll even tell you that himself. The main thing is the transformer. You could totally put all the parts there. And if you don't, if the transformer isn't right, it's not going to sound right. He found a guy to make the perfect clone of a Marshall Plexi transformer. And that's why it sounds like it does. Is it a 50-watt or... 100-watt. 100-watt. So you got four, what, EL34s? Yeah. And it really sounds like a Marshall Plexi, huh? And, yeah. Wow. I mean, I put the amp on the amp switcher. And except for tolerances in the potentiometers, you have to, you know, like uh-huh. where one amp, the setting might be five, it might be six on the other. You know right. what I mean? Or the because taper. there's always tolerances yeah. in potentiometers. But I, I dialed it in where you really can't hear the difference between the old Marshall and this amp. A long time ago, you had a Marshall Plexi. Do you still have that one? Oh, yeah. I got two or three of them. I find, you know, they're great for recording, but, but live, they're really not much good because they're just too loud. Yeah, those 100 waters, they're really loud. Too yeah. loud for clubs. Totally stock. Yeah, they're just mm-hmm. stock and unmodified. Mm. Hey, um, I noticed you have a few instructional books and some videos, but I just discovered you wrote a book on chords. I think, mm-hmm. I think maybe I should get it because I know E5. <laughs> I, I, I use it myself because, it's, you know, to be honest, I don't know half the chords in that book myself. Do you give some ideas on how to put chords together? Well, you know, it's a really cool book in that instead of being like, a 500-page book where the same voicing is repeated 100 times throughout the book. Right. It gives you a voicing, and it gives you all the options, depending on what the bass note is, what that chord could be used for. So even though the book is only like five or six pages long, Uh there's over 700 chords. Oh, I like the fact that it's brief. Yeah, and it's very easy to use. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a color-coded thing. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not to brag, but uh-huh. it's a pretty amazing little book. I mean, I've got a lot of people thanking me way more for this book than they ever did for any of my music. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm going to get it. I need to learn some more chords. It's a cool book. It yeah. really open your ears up harmonically. It's really, oh. really very cool. It's called Jazz Guitar Chord System by Scott Henderson. You know, on that note, I was on this road trip in a car with one of your ex-students who's a rep for Roland now. His name's Scott Summers. Oh, yeah. I know Scott. Yeah. That's a great guy. So the whole week in his car, he was playing Holdsworth and, you know, your stuff Mm -hmm. and Chick Corea and John McLaughlin. And by the end of the week, I remember listening to some ACDC and some blues and thinking, dang it, this isn't going anywhere. There's not enough changes in it. When you listen to music with harmony for a while and you get kind of I don't know. It's, a, it's an acquired taste, yeah. you know. And 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 then when you listen to other stuff, harmonically it does sound a little bit vanilla. 
Uh-huh. But luckily that there there are other aspects of the music which keep it interesting, you know, like I mean I still love to listen to simple blues. Ah. But it's not the harmony that makes it interesting to me, it's the phrasing and the tone of the player. Well, that's one of the things that I was noticing so cool about your style is you can be slamming through these changes and then all of a sudden thirty two bars on, on like E. You know, <laughs> yeah. which a lot of guys who have your kind of chops with plane over changes, you don't hear them do that. That's a very cool thing. I just like to, for me, the whole thing is about balance, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so many aspects about rock and blues that I love, and there's so many elements of jazz that I love. And I think I would be a little bit bored just having to, to paint myself into a corner and only do one thing. That's why it's kind of cool that this guitar trio, we, we play a lot of different kinds of music. And I, actually... Even though it's probably a record company's nightmare, marketing-wise. Is this a blues band? Is this a rock band? Yeah, it's a fusion what, you know? <laughs> But I think for the audience, it's good, because the audience likes to hear diversity in a show. Absolutely, and yeah. I guess you could look at it both ways. You could look at it, there's, somebody for, there's something for everybody to hate, <laughs> or mm. there's something mm. for you to love. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, your outlook. he was playing over these changes, and then he just went to eat. I think that you do have a really cool balance, you know? Well, I hope so. That's what we're striving for. Here's a quick word from Boss, and we'll be right back with Scott. Hey, Johnny DeMarco here. I'm using my GT8 multi-effects processor to get these cool tones. GT8 has every effect under the sun. Check out the GT8 multi-effects processor and rock your world. And don't forget, you can check out that Boss GT8 and other cool Boss gear at BossUS.com. Scott, I remember when you did the Dog Party album. Uh-huh. Um, did you actually have dog parties like Steve Travato and his yeah, dog? Yeah, we actually did. Yeah. Um, I haven't had one in a long time because now my the dogs I have now are pretty unruly and they attack other dogs. Yeah. But it- I used to have quite a few dog parties. We, we probably threw at least 15 or 20 of them. <laughs> and everybody would bring their dog, and you know we'd have sometimes as many as thirty, thirty-five dogs over here. Oh my gosh! Around. Well, I got an excerpt from Dog Party here. Let's listen to okay. this from Scott's solo album, Dog Party. end of the first segment of this 10th edition of Boston Radio. Stay tuned for the second segment and we're going to talk more to Scott Henderson about his pedals and gear and more about his amazing guitar playing. So, stay tuned to Boston Radio. Radio. 